Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 18, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Um, well, the Warriors put on a great display to ruin the uh, Raiders' party, but unfortunately for me, the Dragons also got a win. Um, first of all, how was your weekend, and what did you think of the round? Obviously, love the round, mate. Um, the Warriors' performance was fantastic, and I've been fizzing all week because of that. Um, yeah, week's been pretty full on. I've been to Napier and Hastings and touring around for work, so... I'm back home now and settling down and trying to um, consume all the all the Warriors praise I can online. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It has been a good week for that. Um, and yeah. good enough win, thankfully, to tide us over for this bye week. So, um, yeah, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings, 8 p.m., also catch our show at your convenience on um, the podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of round 15 and an update on our tips. We'll then stop and answer some questions that we've got for each other, as well as questions you guys have thrown us throughout the show. Um, we'll then preview uh, round 16 and make our tips before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. Uh, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we'll do our best to answer them. I see Mikey and Jacko are here. Um, evening, guys. And uh, Richie, we may as well jump straight into the top stories. And I yep. uh, see Simon's Sounds here. I, I'm surprised Simon was here after the Raiders um, lost, but you good can, to see you here, Simon. Condolences, Simon. Um, so first up, I suppose the biggest news that's been running around the NRL at the moment is um, Luke Brooks. Um, after the Tigers have... Um, basically offered every half under the sun um, a contract. They they threw one his way and he said no um, and is going to leave the club at the end of the year. Um, rumours are swirling that it's it's basically going to be announced 
any time now that he's going to become a cowboy. Um, but what's your thoughts first on him deciding to go? And do you think the Cowboys job, if it is what's going to happen, will that be um, a good spot for him to land? Um, yeah, it's probably long overdue, him parting ways with the club. He's, he's been there a long time and uh, he's had a good season or two. Uh, one where he picked up Dillium halfback of the year, but other than that, it's been pretty slim pickings, especially taking into account the, the kind of coin he's on. Um, yeah. Not saying he's a bad player at all. It's probably just the bad fit for him at the Tigers. Um, the, that club getting the best out of him. So I'm not sure about the Cowboys, though. That seems an interesting interesting destination for me. What do you reckon about that? Well, he does have a relationship with Peyton from when Peyton was um, yeah. coaching him at the Tigers um, in the junior thing. Um, I think it's a great idea for him to move. Uh, it's been a long time coming. He's kind of, you know, I, I know a lot of people have a go at him about how much money he gets paid, but he's not the one picking the salary, you know. Yeah. He gets If you get offered, you know, 1.2 or whatever it is, you don't say no. You do never you? say no. Um, no. But um, yeah, it'll be. He need. I think it's best for both parties. He needs a fresh start, and the Tigers need to kind of move on. It's just a question, you know, who replaces him there? Um, they kind of dug, painted themselves into a corner by relying on him for so long and letting guys like Jackson Hastings and the likes just walk out the club. Um, you know. With um, a news story and a little bit about the Roosters, Sam Walker could be free to a good home at the moment. So mm. could they potentially go from one um, young half with promise that they that they potentially have ruined to another? I don't know. But um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, it sounds like we could hear confirmation from the Cowboys before the end of the week. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, interesting times. But, yeah, I think it's a good move for both parties. Um, yeah, absolutely. Next bit of news, um, another one that sounds like it's going to be confirmed sooner rather than later, but it sounds like Shane Flanagan is days away from becoming the Dragons head coach um, from 2024 on a three-year deal, it's rumoured. Um, we kind of talked a bit about it last week when it was still just, you know, bubbling away as a rumour. But mm. do you think you think he can fix the Dragons? Um, I did see some tongue-in-cheek uh, comments um, on Facebook about how much better some of those players will be on PEDs. Um, <laughs> but do you think um, he can make the Dragons better, and do you think he's the type of coach that will be able to convince Ben Hunt to stay? Well, where they're sitting at the moment, dead last, it's the only way is up from there. Um, yeah. I do rate Shane Flanagan as a coach. Um, PEDs aside, he's, I think he's a really good coach. So, you know, I think if anybody's going to get something out of the Dragons, out of the people who are available, he he might be able to do something. Um, yeah. Rise them from the ashes and get them off the bottom of the table and much to your displeasure, Brad. Yeah, in all honesty, he feels like the only option. Um, yeah, 
out of people that are actually interested because I feel like it's it's such a dumpster fire there right now that throwing a rookie coach in there isn't going to help. Um, could be wrong. Look, look at the the Warriors. Um, Dump, you know, dumpster fire is pretty harsh, Brad. They just beat the Rabbitohs. Well, yeah, but the Tigers but, beat the Panthers. You know, you're you're allowed <laughs> one one surprise game a year, mate. Come on, you are. Um, you are. But yeah, they're 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 a mess, and yeah, maybe he gets them back on track. Personally, I I hope he doesn't. Um, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> as the show goes further and further into me being super super biased. And yeah, Paul's finally decided to show up. Thank you, thank you for turning up, Paul. Hello, um, Brad's over the moon. Yeah, does that mean I I can take my little pitches down now i'm not sure paul's just left brad us too so brad can kick <laughs> his feet up now yeah so um we'll go on to the next bit of news there wasn't actually a lot of news that i felt was of note um but i had basically yeah <laughs> we had like three <laughs> stories we had the so we just mentioned the last one is about the roosters um your favorite team your your predicted premiers um there's been a lot of noise coming out today that they're going to um, have a massive player clean-out. Um, they're saying between 10 and 12 players could potentially be gone um, by the end of the year. Lodge, as we've already spoken about, has confirmed that he's not going to be there anymore. Sounds like it's firming up that Joseph Suwali is going to be released early to go to Union. And then you've also got, um, I've got a list here, Drew Hutchinson, Connor Watson, Jake Turpin, Billy Smith, Jackson Borlo, and Nathan Brown, who just came there this year as like a straight signing, um, could all be looking for a new club with also Sam Walker and Paul Momorowski um, potentially being able to be released. Um, and then on top of that, Richie, getting rid of all these players, it sounds like they're trying to bring Mitchell Pierce back as well. Um, so they're, they're your team. Yeah. So you let me know what, mm -hmm. what do you reckon? Well, the thing is, they're actually not my team. I, I despise them. I was, I was trying to reverse psychology them into this position, and um, oh, mission accomplished because they they're not going great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting times, mate. Um, out of all those names you listed off there as possible castoffs, uh, it wasn't just one that's just come there this year. There's at least two or three. Um, yeah. So yeah, interesting and and. The past couple of years, they've they've lost a couple of good assistant coaches as well. So, a uh, lot, lot of moving parts there way. at that club. Yeah, I mean, a lot of moving parts there at that club, and and the results are, are a bit here or there. Probably, you know, more bad than good right now. So, um, yeah, as as much as I picked them to do well this year, I was blinded by some of those superstar names. I'm I'm loving what's. <laughs> I'm loving the struggle going on there. Yeah, well, I, you know, all those names I released doesn't really fix the problem of having um, a team of champions over a champion team. They've still got yeah. all those, I don't want to say big egos, but all those big stars, which, you know, it looks great on paper, but they're clearly not working together. Maybe it's something they can address, but you'd think they would have addressed it by now um we're we're over the halfway point of the season um it was clearly not working in the early stages i i don't know um i i'm not sure i'm not sure what 
what's going on there. Um, and Mitchell Pierce, it sounds like they want to bring him back in like a fourteen role, which mm. I feel I feel like you could get more out of like Turpin or Watson in that in that type of role. Yeah, Mitchell Pierce strikes me as a starting halfback or or why bother? I don't I don't think I don't look at him like he like he'd make a big impact in a fourteen jumper at his age, this point of his career where when he's just been over in Super League playing at that level. I don't know, would you agree with that? Yeah, I I don't who knows he'll come out if he if he does get confirmed, he'll come out next year and, you know, prove them all wrong. Um mm. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, so we'll just keep our ears on the on the ground for this and see what develops. But sounds like the Roosters going to get rid of a lot of the depth players while keeping the the guys that are doing the job right now. So um, see, sounds like a great way of running running a club. But um, old Politis knows a bit more than we do. So um, yeah, move on uh, before we go on to Origin. Um, we've talked about it on shows in the past. Um, I'm doing the Schaefer Cure, I'm shaving my, my beautiful hair away. Um, we've got the date, so um, the page is up and running now. Um, I've shared it on my Facebook page. Um, I'm, I'm sure I can beg Paul to share it on the New Zealand Sports Radio page too. Um, it's up to $982, I think. At the moment, and the shave's yeah. happening on the 30th of the 6th, which is the day of the Warriors' next home game. So um, I'm actually doing it at my work. I'll get a video done so we can put a video up and stuff. But if you're able to um, donate a, a couple of bucks, um, be greatly appreciated. And it's going to good cause. And Jacko said cutthroat razor. No, um, it's just the number one. Um but that that's that's in the the rules. But it's going to be a bit different, um, and it's it's not a mullet, Rolly, uh, Robbie. It's it's beautiful long hair that goes everywhere. I just keep it tied back. It could be it could be a mullet. Um, oh yeah, and see, Paul's just put the link in. Yeah, just put the link in the chat. So hopefully you should be able to see it all, right, folks, across uh, um, in, across uh, Brad's page, my page, and also my YouTube. Uh, if you're on Twitter. Um, then head over to Facebook. Cool. So cheers for that, Paul. Um, so, yeah, that's really all we had for the news. And Nick said um, we also trim the beard. Um, the beard will be tidied, but, yeah, the beard's not going. I've had a lot of calls to shave that as well, but I've said the price isn't, isn't manageable um, for what I'd be willing to, um, to have to shave it off. So it's staying. Um, I'll just look like a criminal with a number one for a couple of weeks. Um, well, we'll move on to state of origin. I gave Paul a picture, but we, we know he's, he's never up to task here. Wrong one, Paul. Come on, move it across. There we go. Um, so we've got the uh, origin sides. Um, so I'll let you, like we did last time, you can name the, the losing team's squad first. Um, and then I'll, I'll talk about the the defending champs here. So um, who's New South Wales got now? All right. So James Tedesco, Brian Tor, Josh Adokar, wingers, Latrell Mitchell, Tom Trebojevic, centres, Jerome Luai and Mitchell Moses is called in to replace Nathan Cleary. 
Junior Bolo, Payne Haas, the props. Damien Cook is in for Api Corsell. Tyson Frizzell, Hudson Young keep the keep the um, edge second rower spots. Isaiah Yo keeps the lock. The bench, uh, Stefano Utukamano, uh, Cam Murray, Liam Martin, Reese Robson's called in um, as an extra hooker, and Stephen Crichton, Keon Kalomatangi. Yeah, then for the Maroons, we've got Reese Walsh at fullback, uh, Xavier Coates and Murray Talangi on the wings, Valentine Holmes and the Hammer in the centres, um, Harvest Pairing of Munster and Cherry Evans. Uh, front row is um, Big Tino, Ben Hunt and Lindsay Collins, David Fafita and Jeremiah Nanaya in the second row, Pat Carrigan at lock, and then you've got Harry Grant, Thomas Fledger, Ruben Cotter, um, Moeki Fotweka, AJ Brimson and Corey Hosborough, the big red machines, made it made his call up. Um, first, we'll go with New South Wales. What's your thoughts on um, that squad and having uh, Jerome the Grub Luai and flat track Willie Moses in the halves? Um, yeah, I, I'm actually good with Luai keeping his spot. I I think he was one that could have held his head high from game one, and I think he's been performing. Well in Clubland as well, um, Mitch Moses. Yeah, I can see why he's been picked. So, um, also looking at how the Sharks are traveling, uh, Nico Hines. As much as he's been going really well the past year and a bit, he he hasn't managed to beat a top eight side so far this year. So, putting him in Queensland uh, up against Queensland at Suncorp Stadium with the series on the line might be a bit. Might have been a bit of a stretch. Um, their hand was forced a bit bringing Cook back in but I think I thought Cook should have been their game one anyway uh, and and then go with the two hooker rotation Um, the only other one they've axed Tavita Pangai Jr. from game one which a lot of people wouldn't have picked him there in the first place so um, I think it's a squad that can do the job if they turn up and play their best so um Latrell Mitchell being back as a, as a plus two if he's all good to go. So should be interesting. Yeah, I think Mitch Moses, if you went on the weekend just gone, all the available players were auditioning. I felt like he probably, you know, won the audition. Clearly yeah. he got picked. But um, it yeah. was kind of, for me, out of the three you were thinking of, it was between him and Reynolds by the end of the round for me yeah. in terms of performance. But I think with the Reynolds one... I would have done the whole... I think Wayne Bennett even said it. He said if it was him, he would have Reynolds and Cody Walker in the halves. Cody Walker, yeah. Um, and so that's maybe too many too many chairs getting shuffled around for um, Fittler, who's already panicking as it is. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And um, your take on... Uh, it's still a good side, as all origin yeah. sides are always stacked anyway, but... Yeah, I think it's going to be a tall order for them in Suncorp. But what's your take on the Maroon side? Um, a few changes they had to make. Um, yeah, with injuries, but I'm, it's a it's a pretty good side. Yeah, it's a, obviously a very good side. It's very much similar to the team that took out Game One. Xavier Coates mm. is there this time round uh, for Cobo. So shame for Cobo. He's been in good form, um, but uh, yeah. Good, op- good opportunity for Coates. Jeremiah Nenai, I was a bit surprised by because he's been out for a while. 
Um, and when he has been playing this year, I don't think he's hit the same heights that he hit last year. So maybe Billy Slater showing a bit of faith in him there, but I'm sure he'll go well and I'm sure they'll be firing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we won't talk about predictions on this one yet. We'll, we'll predict it next week before it happens. But um, I feel like, are you going to stick with your side this time or are you going to? Nah, not at Suncorp, mate. I <laughs> I feel like this is um series done and dusted. Mm. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I, I would love to see to see it go to a decider, but uh, I think it's a bit of a tough ask. Yeah. Oh, and um also for game three, um six sixty are gonna be performing. So yeah. um that's something to get people through the doors for a dead rubber. Um but <laughs> Um, they've got to try something to get people in those seats, Richie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we'll move on to signings. We've only really got one. I can't remember if we did it, talked about last week, but Scott Sorensen um, has been extended by the Panthers by another three years. I mean, six, six, I mean a Kiwi, a Kiwi band playing, it seems all wrong. That should, should be, a, that should be a, a test match between a, a Trans-Tasman test match. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're all ready now. 660 transcend countries, Paul. Um, but yeah, um, so that was it. What's your take on Scott Sorensen? Um, I think he's been playing really well this year for, yeah. for the Panthers. Good, um, good for the good for the Panthers. Would um, I love to see him in a Warriors jersey myself? Oh, 100%. But he he, he strikes me as a second kind of rowers, though. We do, but he does strike me as someone that would go really well under a Andrew Webster regime. Uh, but he's he's fantastic, mate. He's been going really good for the Panthers. Um, I think they've got a really good one on their hands now for another three years, which is good. I think he'll be great for the Kiwis too going forward. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we'll move into casualty ward because there's a lot more there. Um, so first one was um, Api Karasau from the Tigers, um, a bigger mission from the Origin game uh, because he got his jaw broken by Big Tino. Um, he's going to be out for at least six weeks. Um, I know the Tigers haven't been traveling that well, have they? But you know, six mm. weeks without up is going to make them um, a lot more fragile than we used to. Yeah, definitely. Um, might put them back on that wooden spoon path. Mm. And um, Royce Hunt from the Sharks, he's going to be out for an extended period of time. He ruptured his um, syndesmosis, um, which is in the ankle, I think, um, and a hip drop. He got yeah, hip dropped. Yeah, the hip drop. He got hip dropped and he um, required ankle surgery. I don't believe he's had the surgery yet, but it, it's scheduled. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's not good when you see um, someone get injured like that in a mm. in a tackle, like a hip he, drop. Um, he's like going to be out for a number of weeks, and I think Christian Welsh gets one week, doesn't he? Suspension yeah, for that. He got a one-week suspension for it. Um, and then um, Alisi Kotoa. Um, from the storm he's going to miss potentially a few weeks um he was taken to the hospital in the early stages of their match with an eye injury um yeah. it, it does seem to happen a lot i remember when he was with the warriors he had an eye injury too he got like a rogue finger to the eye um mm. might need to wear some uh, some goggles i'm not sure but um it's yeah devastating for him i think he's really been finding his feet there um, yeah. You know, it was, a, it was a bit clunky at the start, but he's kind of settled into the groove. And um, hopefully he's back sooner rather than later for the mm. Storm and for me because he's in my fantasy team. 
Um, next up, Jeremy Marshall King from the Dolphins um, re-injured his shoulder. That saw him miss the game against the Warriors, but they believe he should be okay to return after the bye um, that they've got this week. Um, and then Selwyn Cobbo, who we already mentioned about Origin, he re-aggravated his hip point injury and is going to miss Origin, as we saw. No word on the exact ETL on him coming back, maybe a couple of weeks. Mm. And then also Luke Brooks, who we talked about, um, he's going to miss a few weeks as well due to a hamstring injury. So um, what's your take on that? You know, Uppy's already gone. Luke yep. is out. It's going to make the Tigers look really bad. Yeah, um, kind of what I kind of agree with Jacko with those two being out. Um, that season done, I think season was already done, but it, it's putting them back on a dark path. Uh, unless they can really rally around with the troops they have left and and, and somehow it galvanizes them, but yeah, that's that's a tough tough pill to swallow for the Tigers. Yeah, so that's the injury. So we'll move to Naughty Boy Corner two. Two similar, two suspensions, I should say. Um, Christian Welch, as you already mentioned, um, you know, sent a guy to, to surgery and got a week week for his trouble um, yeah. for dangerous contact. And um, Mitch Barnett um, from the Warriors got one week for his grade two careless high tackle. Um, mm. What's your what's your take on on the Barnett one? Let me put on my extremely biased hat here. Um, I thought that was a great tackle. I I'm going to say the other way. I think I don't know if getting sim uh, suspended. I think the simbin was fine because of by the letter of the law. But on that note, that would have meant that Jack Whiten should have also been sent to the bin um, mm. in that game. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those ones where it was a good hit and then he it bounced up and. It's Jordan Rapana. If there you show me a player in the NRL that doesn't want to hit Jordan in the head, I'll show you a liar. Um, <laughs> you, know. you you show me a day where he doesn't lie down acting for the penalties too, yeah. because that's that's his that's his forte, and I think he did it more than once again on the weekend. Wait, yeah, but um, one week it's not too bad. Um, the Warriors, you know, that week that Barnett's going to miss, the Warriors have the Dragons. So I think half of them are going to be on holiday anyway. Um, so it'll be fine. Um, if he had got more than that, I think it would have been a bit more of a concern. But um, they were the only suspensions, but Jared were mm -hmm. Hargraves and Spencer Lenu got into a little bit of a, a skirmish. Great, because they're going to be um, teammates in a couple of months. Um, but they both, Jared got $6,000 combined. For like two or three charges and Spencer Lenu got three thousand six hundred for a couple of different charges. But what was your take on their little um t-shirt pulling situation? Yeah, I loved it. Um very entertaining. I this is a family show. I don't really want to say what I really want what I'm really thinking. I, I just wish it was like ice hockey where they just let them go at it and then sit them down for a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I know I you can't do that. Happen. Yeah, I but, know. Um, just... <laughs> it was just. Um, it was. I'll I'll talk about it more when we review that game. But I think it was a perfect plan from Jared. Um, well, no, sorry, other way from Spencer and that they were getting under Jared's skin and they were kind yep. of niggling at the roosters, and that's why you saw them kind of implode. 
Um, yeah. But I'll talk about that more later on. Um, so anything else you want to add before we move into the round? No, I cut that off there before I get. I'm getting a bit. I'm getting. You, you've rubbed off. You've rubbed off on me too much the past few years, mate. Yeah. So okay, we'll move into round fifteen, starting with um, the Titans defeating the Tigers twenty-eight twelve. So I'll let you run off the uh, the scores. Yes, uh, five tries to two for the Titans. AJ Brimson, Cleese Haas, Jaden Campbell, Tino Fatsu Malawi, and Philip Sami with the tries. Two two tries for the Tigers. David Clemmer and Jareem the Dream Buller. He played bloody well. Um, I'll give him that. Yeah, but yeah. I'll go with the Titans first. Um, same usual Titans that we're used to. They know their way to the try line. Um, they still missed, even though there was only 12 points conceded, they missed 44 tackles. And it was against a team that didn't really pressure them, um, which is always going to be their concern um, as Titans fans. But they got the much-needed win, um, which is what matters. So um, they still got that issue with defense, Richie, but I suppose yep. as long as you're winning, does that matter in the big scheme of things? Um, but what's your take on the Titans? I thought it was a good result. We know they've got tries in them. So, um, again, five tries, they, they do that pretty regularly. But um, luckily for them, the Tigers didn't look like firing a lot of shots. So the usual second-half embarrassment the Titans go through uh, didn't didn't come to the floor. Yeah, and your thoughts on the Tigers? Uh, you're not not the greatest effort from them after producing some decent footy of late, uh, but losing losing Uppy and you know, they don't have Brooks again, uh, Brooks now as well. So I mean, losing Uppy didn't help them, but yeah, going forward, it's it's going to be a struggle for the next few weeks. Yeah, um, I kind of have the same. They, I thought they still battled, but they lost a lot of direction um, when RP went off. And losing Brooks in the final 20 didn't help them either. They made 14 errors, which stopped them building momentum to try and get back into the match. And, um, yeah, it's kind of, a, I think we're gonna, it's kind of a bit of a preview of what we're going to see for the next, you know, month and a half. Mm. Yeah. Um, next next game, um, Warriors defeating the Raiders thirty six fourteen. Richie, he wants to talk. He wants to talk about this game so bad. He didn't ask about the player to stand out from the last. Oh game. yeah, sorry, shit, <laughs> sorry. We'll go back. We both picked the same player. Um, anyway, um, we picked Big Tino, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. it was a pretty pretty good choice. Yeah, yeah. He Ooh. ran one hundred and fifty five meters, scored a try, and he took Uppy out of the match. He did. <laughs> Good reasoning there, Brad. Let's now let's go to the Warriors game because <laughs> now the Warriors game. Sorry, it, it was it was a cracker. Uh, Thirty-six to fourteen, the Warriors got up. Six tries to two. Uh, Dallin Watinez Lesniak, um, fabulous try. It was so good. Uh, Chance Chance got one. Tom Ali got one. One of the front rows front rows for Brad. Um, Luke Metcalf, Wade Egan, Sean Johnson. With the other three try scorers, two tries for the Raiders. Jack Whiten got a lucky one, and Josh Papali'i got one through three minutes from time. Yeah. Um, so Warriors brutal yet impressive first half with the Warriors defending their heart out um, before turning the second half into a highlight reel performance. 
Um, hard to pick any players that didn't play well for them, and the Warriors seem to be hitting their straps now. But um, there was some questionable calls in the first half from the referee, I thought, but I felt yep. very confident at halftime when that whistle blew and the Warriors were down by two. The Warriors, you know, were getting back to the sheds and the Raiders had their hands on their knees. They looked absolutely gassed mm. and they weren't the ones defending all day. I felt that was the moment where I thought all the Warriors need is ball and they they can do this, especially with the Raiders' um, reputation of kind of fading in the final 20. And, um, yeah, very, um, very happy to see the Warriors score um, a big a big win here to help the points differential. But uh, your take on the Warriors... Yeah, and, and just for Bjorn in the comments, that, that score was 36-14, Warriors' favour. Um, and I feel like psychologically we, we broke them almost in that first half. Um, I, f- I feel like in the first half we won the game just by managing to hold out the, the Raiders just to one lucky try, um, despite them having all the ball pretty much in, in territory. Um when we came out after the sheds, I think it was clear who who was more up for it. But at that point, you know, I think I think the Raiders had fired all their shots, and and then we just took over. Yeah, um, yeah. My Raiders, uh, they started well, but just ran out of puff. Basically, um, they failed to take advantage of spending most of that first half camped on the Warriors line, and then once the Warriors started rolling, they just couldn't stop them. Um, taking the performance out of the way uh, i thought it was a great crowd the show mm. up for jared croker's um 300th and um congrats on him getting it um i think there was a stat during the game they said out of all the players that have been one club men to hit 300 only six of them have actually won that game um which was an interesting stat so he's another one that didn't i think there was like six out of 18. Mm at that time that had won it or something like that. I probably got that number wrong because I'm not good at maths, but I know six was the definitive one. Um, Simon Mannering being one that won, and it was against the Raiders in that one too, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Simon Mannering's the GOAT though, so. Yeah, he got injured early on, so he didn't finish the game. He's still still the GOAT. (laughs) Um, Um, But yeah, okay, and... um, player to stand out we've got different ones this time so i'll let you go first yeah i'm just i'm staying with sean johnson again he's just he's doing it all we three tries this um really cheeky try at the end after come, just coming back on the field a lot of comments i've i've heard online of sean johnson of old probably wouldn't have come back out you know he's seems like he's added a couple extra yeah. layers of t- toughness to his game this year uh which we can see uh, you know with his defense and he's just playing with a lot more toughness on top of what he already does and um uh, yeah Dally M anybody I think I saw some a comment up yeah up further up the list earlier it could happen man if he stays on um, this tra- trajectory if he stays it could happen unfortunately they don't allow you to bet on the Dally M winner anymore because mm. I was like, oh, uh, putting a tricky little bit of money on SJ to get it. Um, it wouldn't be bad. But, um, yeah, before we move on, I did see some comments going on um, about Ali um, Leotawa. Mm. My question is to do with him later on. But 
what was your take? I thought he had a pretty solid debut. Um, I, I was very impressed with what I saw from him. Yeah, uh, what I saw from him, uh, which which is what I what I really want to see out of somebody making their debut out in the centres is his defence. I think they, they ran a lot of ball his way and he tackled everything that came his way and made good reads. So for a young yeah. fella out in a very tough position to defend, um, I thought he did really well. Yeah, definitely. And having to defend against Jared Croker, um, you know, who, you know, he isn't, you know, the most starstruck, you know, score-trying machine like he used to be, but he's still a handy footballer. And we saw there was quite a few moments in that game where he, he got a bit of space and, you know, tried to do something for the Raiders. So I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic from Ali. And before we move on, I kept, I was researching because I wanted to pretend that I actually prepared for the show. I still can't find um, an instance where a team has scored a try after, like, directly from kickoff, which was the Sean Johnson one. You know, they kicked to the Raiders and then Mm. they intercepted and scored. I've never seen it. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I couldn't find one in recent time. You mean like an intercept or just in general off a kickoff? Off the kickoff that you kicked off. Yeah. No, no, I can't can't think of one either. Um, So, yeah, there might be one out there, but I couldn't see it. But that was a a fantastic try. That, um, Yeah, just fantastic game. Um, Well done to the Warriors. Unfortunately, we can't watch them again this week, but um, I'm looking forward to that Dragons clash. I'll I'll probably watch that replay again, to be fair. I I watched the replay today already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we'll go on to the next game before we just keep going on about um, an amazing performance. Um, yeah. Followed up with another dominant display. Um, Seagulls defeated the Dolphins 58-18. Yeah, this is going to be a workout, uh, a, a verbal workout. Brad's old flame, Manly, 10 tries to three. I um, might go back. You might go back <laughs> after that. <laughs> Jason Saab grabbed one. Ruben Garrett grabbed a hat-trick. Um, Tom Trevojevic grabbed two, Lachlan Croker, uh, Kohler grabbed two, Jason Saab grabbed another one actually. So a lot of multiple try scores there, 10 try scores in total. Three tries for the Dolphins, Jermaine Asako, uh, Hamaso Tabuai Fido grabbing two. So the usual suspects there. Yeah, so um, dominant display from Manly here. Um, their backs had a field day, as you saw, by all those guys scoring in bunches. Um, but they also, I think, the the most pleasing aspect for me as a former Manly uh, fan was they played almost error-free footy and they had a super low penalty count. kind of helps when you're basically the one holding the ball all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But they need to build off this performance um, if they wish to either climb the ladder or simply remain the eight with how tight it is. They need to build off this. If they can without their stars, um, you know, through the origin period, it's another another thing. But, um, yeah, I thought it was very um, convincing and hopefully for Manly fans a sign of things to come. Uh, your take on mm. Manly before we talk about the poor old Dolphins. Um, Manly have been one of, the few, one of the few teams this year. There's been a few of them capable of both great and below average performances from week to week. This week we got the great and 
yeah, like like you already touched on, Brad, some great performances from their backs, particularly Garrett um, playing out in the centres. thought he was outrageous. 30-point game. Yeah, and uh, your take on the Dolphins? Uh, unfortunately for them, it's been a hard couple of weeks. Um, I think Jacko in the comments there summed it up nicely, saying depth and the grind of the NRL has caught up with them finally. I, I tend to agree with that. It's that they put up a good fight against injuries and suspensions for, for quite a while there, but um, the, the long NRL season takes its toll on your roster. You know, there's a lot of attrition there. Most sides go through it, so I think it's finally um, it's finally hitting them a bit. Yeah, I've kind of got that. I've got the shines coming off the Dolphins now. Um, the depth's not up to par. Um, as we had said before the season even started, we thought the depth would be tested. They proved us wrong for a little bit, but now it's actually starting to kick in um, right when they really need it not to. Um, credit to them, though, for scoring a try at the death, um, not giving up, but they mm. were completely outclassed here. Um, I know we've got the same player in this one, but who who did you pick? Yeah, Jared. We already yeah. kind of, I already kind of gave it away, but yeah, he was he was really really good. Yeah, and, and Paul mentioned they were um, in the last five games. The Dolphins were two and three, beating the Dragons and Sharks. Um, we don't really count anyone beating the Dragons, um, Paul. But <laughs> beating the Sharks is still well. It's still what happened this bloody weekend then. They ruined our multi because that's what the dragons do to me. Um, but yeah, that's segueing into it perfectly, Paul. Um, next game, dragons defeating the Rabbitohs 36 30. <laughs> this should have been the week. The only game, if we'd got this one bloody right and the Rabbitohs had done as they were told, um, we would have yeah. finally got the multi. And then, um, yeah, all yeah. would have been right in the universe. I know. Anyway, I'll get into the game. Uh, crazy old game, which we'll get into. Six tries each in the end um, for the Dragons. Ben Hunt, Ravalawa, Jacob Little, Jaden Sewer, Michael Molo, and Jaden Hunt were the try scorers for the Rabbitohs. Richie Kenna, Gion Kolomatangi, Isaiah Tass, Jacob Host, Lachlan Ilias, Campbell Graham. Those last three tries all coming in within sort of two minutes of each other right towards the end of the game. Yeah, and before we uh, give my thoughts, uh, Jacko's mentioned maybe it's time to give up on the multi. Uh, Never. Every every defeat makes us one step closer to our next victory. It's going to happen. Or um, our, our one victory. Yeah, and it, it's it's Paul's no, no, money no, that we're no, wasting. Not their money on the line, boys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll bet on Paul's money any day of the week if he'll let me. Um but yeah, um, uh, shit. So I have to talk about the dragons now. <laughs> you do give them some praise, Brett. Um, the first complete performance from the dragons in some time, I thought. Um, their pack controlled the middle. Terrell Sloan got to show us a bit more of what he's promised, and Ben Hunt had the ball on a string. Um, more games like this, and they might avoid the spoon. Um, they just need to be mentally switched on for eighty because they almost cost themselves the game. Um, with some mental lapses in like that final 10 minutes. Um, mm. But yeah, well well done, Dragons, I guess. Mm. Um, your, your thoughts on the Dragons? 
I was meant to ask Paul earlier, can can we put audio files uh, in this podcast? Because I, I wanted to put the Jonathan Thurston laugh here directed oh, at Brad. Yeah, we could, we could have done. <laughs> All right, I'll keep that in the in the back pocket for next time. Um, but, yeah, seriously, I thought they were pretty good, minus the, yeah, like what Rob said in the comments, minus the last five minutes. Um, they look decent. They look like a, a functional footy squad. Uh, um, and yeah, take away that take away that last five minutes. It would have been a pretty dominant win. I don't know yeah. what happened in that last five minutes, but hey, they started playing like the dragons, Richie. Yeah. Um, uh, your thoughts on the rabbits? Uh, missing Cody Walker this week was it was a really big out for them. Uh, so much of what they do comes off him. Um, it was kind of like what I just said a moment ago. It was looking like an embarrassing t- defeat to to the team at the bottom of the ladder um, before a before scarcely believable finish to the game where they went bang, bang, bang from the 76th minute onwards and and really closed it up because it was, it was looking like a bit of a hiding before that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got the same. They they really miss Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell, um, but they almost stole the win at the end. Um, so they still had some good stretches of attack, um, but without that spark and some poor defensive reads, it was just a big missed opportunity for South. This is yeah. a game they can probably circle later on in the year going, this is the one. Um, and, yeah, like Jacko said, the rabbits were off, which is the why the dragons are reasonable. Yeah, um, I put it down to more the rabbitos were bad than the dragons were good. Um, which this, should alleviate Rob's fear where he said they were playing themselves into form just before they play the Warriors. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it was 36 14, as Paul said, after 74 minutes, and then it ended up being 36 30. You know, yeah, that it happened just you know in the 70th minute instead. We'd be talking about a Rapidos win, I could almost guarantee it. Um, uh, th- there would have been some people out there that had Dragons 13 plus. Uh, would have been fuming at full time. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have put Dragons 13 plus? Yeah, um, there's some mad men out there that do that kind of thing. Uh, your player to stand out? Uh, I, I, I put Ben Hunt because you already That's said... Just the default. <laughs> it, 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 it is, but like you like you said in your breakdown, so it seemed like he had the ball on a string. He's uh, Normally when the Dragons going well, he's going well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went with Tyrell Sloan. Um, yeah, he's. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of him, despite him being a dragon. He's in my fantasy team, and he actually started getting me some points this week for once. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he's got a lot of potential. Um, he's just seen. He started the year really well um, with his confidence. He, he's a real confidence player, and I think it's kind of as the dragons have collapsed, so is his confidence levels. He kind of got a little bit of that back this week um hopefully it goes back into a shell um after the bye when they play us but um yeah i thought it was a decent game for him um, wait so you have a dragons player in your fantasy team yeah tyrell sloan Brad, there's Brad. there's no there's no um there's no bias when it comes to fantasy <laughs> robbie's asking how it is my team is dreadful at the moment um <laughs> i lost yeah. nathan cleary we ask every week how his team is, and we know it's crap, so I'm not surprised. Every week. He's got two <laughs> yeah. or three Tigers in there, too. I, I, I've i got Baller. Baller's my only Tiger. 
Um, maybe we need head. to post. We need to post a screenshot of your team every week. No, you don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I had Cleary, and then Cleary got injured, and then I brought in Nico, and Nico had like the worst game of his life. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Rob said always dragons in my fantasy team. They're usually got, cheap because no one wants to play them. You've got the whole dragon spine in there, don't you? No. He didn't say anything about the team. He just said you're fantasy, boy. Ah, oh, true. Yeah, always <laughs> Jake. Yeah. And plague me. We'll move on to the next game. Um, Broncos defeating the Knights 24-20, Richie. Yeah, good competitive game, that one. Um, was four tries each. Sal and Cobo grabbed two before his hip started playing up on him. Brendan Piacora and Adam Reynolds got the four tries for the Broncos, four tries for the Knights as well. Dom Young with two. Kalen Ponga got a really nice one. And Matt Croker. Yeah, so um, a slower start for, for Brisbane, you know, not getting a point till the 30th minute. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, but they always looked like they were going to win this match. And um, once they spied a chance to strike, they did. And they took the ball by the horns. Um, Walsh, Haas, Cobber, Reynolds, they all put their hands up. Um, and they still look like one of the teams to beat this year. Um, in my opinion, but what was your take on the Broncos? Um, they they keep showing me this year how far they've come. I think um, I think this game, if it's the Broncos last like late last year or the previous few years, they would have dropped that game. Mm. Um, you know, they were down by a try at half time. They were they were down by a couple of tries late. And were able to score a couple of couple of tries in the 68th and 76th minute. The game-winning try was a thing of beauty from from the halves, the Broncos between um, yeah. Mam and Reynolds. So um, yeah, even when they're not playing at their really best, they they're winning games. So yeah, uh, yeah, they're 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 a dangerous team. Uh, your take on the Knights. I, I actually thought it was a pretty good performance from them uh, against one of the top teams away from home as well. Um, they, yeah, they weren't far off pulling off a pretty big upset here against against Brisbane. You know, they took took something special late from the Broncos to pull it out of the fire. Yeah, I kind of got the same. I thought they played well um, and looked. they did look to have the match in the bag. 
um, as it was coming into that final quarter. Um, but then they switched off um, and left the door open for the Broncos or the Broncos just booted it in. Um, I thought Ponga showed glimpses of what he can do. Um, it was probably one of his better games this season, which I know isn't saying a lot, but you got to start somewhere on this this return. Um, and, yeah, I think for Knights fans, they'll be hoping they see more of that from him as the season goes on, um, especially with him, you know, focusing just on them and not on origin mm. like we talked about last week. Maybe it will help um, take a bit of pressure off him and uh, let him play better. Um, your player to stand out? I actually put I put Ezra Mam. If, if for nothing else, the um, last pass he threw for the game winner, uh, he's got that in him. He's got... He's got special plays in him, ma'am. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm not a fan of the team he plays for, but I'm, I'm a big fan of him individually. I think he's he's got a long career ahead of him of, of moments like that. And he's, he's younger than Reese Walsh. He's still young, young. He's he's going to be ridiculous, I think, once once he's, you know, a fully mature half and spend, spending a couple of years with Reynolds before Reynolds finally hangs him up. Yeah. Um, so you went with the cliche of going with a half, so I'll go with my cliche, and I went with Payne Haas. Um, you know, he's, he, he is the best front rower in the game. Um, he got 222 metres in this game as well. He's just a beast. Um, yeah. Um, probably the only player in your New South Wales team that I actually like. But, um, yeah, I just thought he had another great game. Um he always just delivers. You you know what you're going to get from him. Um, so, yeah, fantastic outing for him. Um, mm. Next game, Panthers wiping the floor with the Roosters, 30-6. to six. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know whether to enjoy it because the Roosters got towed up, but I, I don't like the Panthers, so it's it's kind of bittersweet. Um, yeah. five, five tries to one, Stephen Croden, Dylan Edwards, Isaiah Yo, Brian Toho, Isaac Tamor. Only the one try for the Roosters, uh, the skipper, James Tedesco. Yeah, I thought this was a strong statement game from the Panthers. Say what we say about the Roosters and how they go in this year. There was the Panthers playing, um, you know, a decent squad of the Roosters um, without Nathan Cleary. Um, but it didn't really matter. I thought Cogger um, did a decent job in his place as is we kind of come to expect with the Panthers, when Cleary's out, whoever fills in for him does a decent job. Mm -hmm. Um, As I mentioned in our Naughty Boy corner, um, the forwards of the Panthers showed a bit of niggle and got under the rooster's skin. And it was essentially one-way traffic. And I think that's, it just all fell away um, once, you know, some of those roosters players were seeing the red mist. They weren't thinking about trying to do what the coaches asked them to do. They were kind of going off a maverick. Mm. Um, like the the Broncos, this is another team um, to beat this year. You know, it's just, yeah, strong performance from the Panthers as much as I don't like saying that. But yeah. your, take, your take on the Panthers. Yeah, they did a great job, obviously without Nathan Cleary. But like you said, they, they have an X-man up mentality you look across the squad and there's just guns everywhere else anyway, so it shouldn't really come as a surprise. Um, but yeah, even without Cleary, they were clearly a few levels above the Roosters. 
a good platform set by their forwards. Cogger did a good job, and I think Luo really steered the ship well in Cleary's absence. Um, yeah. And your take on uh, your premiership contending roosters, Richie? No, no, I'm, I'm. That's well, well and truly gone now. We can just make jokes about that claim for the rest of the, for the rest of the year. But um, yeah, not the kind of performance that will likely see the roosters play finals footy if they keep producing games like this. I've got fingers and toes and everything else crossed that they will keep producing games like this. Um, I'll happily take the, the wrong preseason tip. And, and see them miss finals, that'd be really satisfying. I would just like to uh, to, to highlight the, the the insights that you get on this show. Um, that as, as Brad points out, that one of the teams to beat, uh, not only are the Broncos, who are <laughs> second in the table on 22 points, but also the, t- t- the team that's top of the table in 22 points. Um, the two top, the two teams at the top on joint points are the two teams to beat this season. And don't you forget it, because Brad has pointed yeah. that out. You heard it here first. One of them's back to back. One of them's back to back champion as well. So even three grand finals in a row. Um, <laughs> you get what you pay for, Paul. You know. <laughs> I try to bring some insight. I talked about the niggle. Come on, um, that's what I bring into it. You want intellectual stuff? You go to someone else. You don't come to me. Um, my thoughts on the roosters now that Paul derailed us. Um, <laughs> roosters are a mess. Um, they look completely out of sorts. They're not playing as a team. They make too many errors. As I said, they got sucked into the antics by the Panthers. And they just couldn't build um, any attacking shape. They were a turnstile on defence. You name it, they did it wrong. Um, no clue what's happening at the club, but they need to sort it out, which is potentially why they're cutting all the depth and just relying on the guys they pay all the big money to next year <laughs> for some reason. Um yeah, and as Jay said, Brad's a wise front rower, exactly. Um, you're going to get very blanket statements from a front rower, Paul. Um, player to stand out, Richie. Could have chosen a number of people. I, I chose Luai. Um, a lot of people sort of talking in origin selection. Is he a package deal with Cleary? Is there any there because of Cleary? Um, I like that he showed that, you know, he's his own player and as much as I despise him as a person uh, he's a good player yeah um yeah that's okay I guess so yeah I, I guess we're going to see that he's uh packaged with Cleary next Wednesday when he when he fails on the big stage but um I went with Isaiah Yo um thought he's still there I still think he's one of their best players um he's such a good link man for mm. the forwards and backs and um I think yeah he another another good game um for them but we'll move on to the next game um the storm defeating my predicted premiers the sharks 54 to 10. oh i still can't get past the wise front rower thing it's a bit of an oxymoron there isn't it um, <laughs> um yeah storm obliterating the sharks nine tries to two tui kamakamitha will warbrick harry grant got two Xavier Coates got two. Josh King, Remus Smith, Jerome Hughes. Two tries to the Sharks. Teg Wilton, Ronaldo Mulitalo. Brad's, Brad's premier tip, by the way. Let's, let's throw that in there since he yeah. threw me under the bus. Yeah, we're doing great with our predicted um, premiers. Um, 
Yeah, Storm flexed their muscle here, and it was essentially a training run. Um, they looked like they were having fun. Cameron Munster and Harry Grant were making Cronulla look silly. And um, simply put, a confident Storm is a dangerous Storm. Um, your thoughts on the Storm? Very, very hard to get a read on this year. Um, thrashed by the Cowboys by nearly 50 last week. Maybe I should have seen the bounce back coming. Um, but your great games from their spine players, Harry Grant in particular, uh, had a field day, Jerome Hughes, yes. um, pretty much everybody, to be fair. They, as, a, as a team, they were they were levels above the Sharks. Yeah, this was um, – we picked three games different last week. You got one of them right, I got the other two. This was the last one. This helped me out a lot, you picking the Sharks. Um so, yeah, thank you for that. But um, what was your take on the Sharks before we move back on to me? Yeah, well, um, first of all, I'm annoyed by them because, like you said, I tipped them. Um, I was looking at this game before the game when I was trying to put my tip together. I was like, I was thinking, Storm just got thrashed. Sharks haven't been good. <sighs> yeah, I chose the wrong, I chose the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, definitely an off night for the Sharks. <laughs> they got completely, they got completely worked over. Yeah, this is quality content. You're giving me crap. You're giving me crap. I got it wrong. No See, it's not just me being a dumbass. Thank you very much. It's a combined effort. Yeah, yeah, they got worked over defensively. All at sea, especially down Moylan's edge. Um, I think he missed over double digits and tackles on his own. So, mm. uh, yeah, not pretty. Yeah, the Sharks had an off night at the worst possible time. Um, Nico needed, you know, a big game from his team to, you know, potentially get that origin spot. But that you said um, Moylan missed double digit. They missed 57 tackles in total. Um, they made 14 errors, um, and you can't do that against the Storm. Um, giving essentially 14 sets just for free to the Storm is not a way to win football. Hines, he did have a mixed bag, um, but he needs help out there. You know, um, he can't do it all on his own, um, and it looked like no one was willing in this game. It's a, I think it's going to be a timely wake-up call for the Sharks, and the biggest thing they need to do is start winning games against other top eight sides. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I know we picked the same player for this one, but who, who was your player to stand out? Harry Grant. He was, he is, he's, every week he's good, but yeah, he was, he was a real thorn in the Sharks' side. Yeah, you know, he got some handy tries and he was just everywhere. Um, mm. I picked him through. It was a fantastic showing for him. Um, which takes us to the last game on the King's birthday weekend in Australia. Um, the Eels defeating the Bulldogs 34-12. Yeah, and how, how fitting King Gutho getting a hat-trick on King's birthday. Yeah. Um, six tries to two, as I said, three to Clint Gutherson, one to Bailey Simonson, Will Penasini and Mike Acevo with the Eels try scorers. Two try scorers for the Bulldogs, Maddie Burden, Hayes Perham. Um, yeah, Eels will be um, disappointed with their error rate, I think, in this. But um, they were kind of just – it felt like they were throwing everything at the wall and seeing what stuck. 
um, and it worked here. It's not an ideal approach against other playoff contenders, but it worked here. And um, yeah, as you said, King Gutho, you know, on his on his celebratory weekend, he did the job. Um, your thoughts on the Eels? Um, yeah, they they did well despite missing Dylan Brown, who who's been going well for them. So you know, um, even missing him, they 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 went well. Mitchell Moses and Clint Gutherson put their hands up to fill that void and, and help guide them to a dominant win. Um, and like we touched on earlier, for someone like Mitch Moses, it was a it was a decent audition to get him the higher honours the, ne- the next week. It's just typical that they give him the Bulldogs in that type of situation so he can do what he does best and be a flat-track bully. But, yeah, um, yeah, your thoughts on the Bulldogs? You're pretty disappointing this week, uh, I felt. Um, I thought they might put up more of a fight. You know, traditionally this is a bit of a rivalry game where the with the doggies put up a, put up a decent fight, but I don't feel like at any point in this contest they were in it. You know, only the two tries, um, one in the fifteenth minute, one later on in the fifty eighth. So they they're always behind and yep, not not the best. They've been putting up better efforts than this. I, I feel like so they're. they're they can't get people like Kikel, those kind of guys, back soon enough. Yeah, um, they actually made less errors than the Eels um, here, but the difference was the time and location of the errors. Um, there was some good solo efforts from the likes of Burton. I thought Haynes Perham, it was probably one of his better games for the Bulldogs. You know, he's Nice try. Set, he set up Burton's try, and then he got a try of his own. Um, mm. And I thought Preston was really good as well. Um, yeah. They just need more of a, a team effort to get the win, um, which, yeah, um, as you said, when they get some of those other players back, you know, maybe that will help them, you know, kind of get away from that danger zone at the bottom of the ladder. But mm. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. And, yeah, um, Jordan said, yeah, it wasn't holiday in Queensland. Yeah, um, Australia can't get their holidays sorted. They will do it at different times. Um, but, yeah. We've got the same player. We've already talked about him a bit, but um, player to stand out. On his birthday, yeah. yeah. The king. And <laughs> Clint Gutho. Clint Gutherson um, had to do it, you know, hat trick. It was on his weekend. Um, and, yeah, Paul said, how many birthdays does the king need? You're the one that kind of tell us that. You're the pom, Paul. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um and yeah, Jacko said one is how Serato feels when he watches what Webster and the Warriors are doing. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they've had injuries, but so 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 have we. And a lot of the pundits would have tipped us as a bottom bottom four team. So I think Webby's Webby's getting the better of that little um you know, that little coaching jewel. Yeah, I think it's it's a time thing though. I think we weren't expecting Webster to do what he's done straight away, and I don't think anyone was expecting Serraldo to do it either. Serraldo was just doing what we all thought, where it's going to take time, and he's got to wait for the other 20 or so Panthers players he's bringing into the squad next year before they play well. Um, where Webster's approach of not having any Panthers and doing it straight away is working for the Warriors. So, yeah, I'll take it. Um but yeah, that was the round. So, Paul, if you want to bring up the ladder of the picks, whichever one you got, we've got the ladder. Um, you did top eight last week, so I'm taking it. Um, Go on. 
So still number one, one of the teams to beat, Penrith. Um, number two, the other team to beat, Brisbane. Um, third is Melbourne, potentially a team to beat as well. Uh, Rabbitohs are fourth. Uh, Sharks have gone down to fifth. Warriors have gone up to sixth. Um, Raiders have gone down to seventh. And Manly have gone up to eighth to make the eight. And uh, yep. the, the rest of the teams, which the rest go like this. Uh, Para have moved up to ninth. Titans have moved up to 10th. Dolphins, out of the eight now, they've dropped to 11th. Roosters, 12th. Newcastle, 13th. North Queensland stand 14th. Cal- uh, Bulldogs stand 15th. West Tigers stand 16th. St. George stand 17th. So that bottom fours stayed the same from last week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Very happy to see the Warriors kind of get up a bit closer. Um, I was a yep. bit concerned if they had lost that game against um, the Raiders, they'd be out of the eight right now. It's that tight. So, mm. um, yeah, very happy with that. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to picks, Paul. I'm actually excited about it this week. Um, so, Richie and Simon both got three games wrong, they got five out of eight. Uh, Simon is still leading 73 out of 116. I'm getting closer though. I got six out of eight. I only got two games wrong. I shouldn't have um, been a gambler and gone for the Tigers. Um, but I'm on 69 out of 116. And then Richie, you're officially last now. No, no alphabeticals. Five out of eight was 68 out of 116. The so, cream's going to rise, mate. I'm, ca- I'm catching. I'm catching Simon. Simon's kind of got the speed wobbles. Um, so yeah, hopefully I can get back. Spoiler, I'm looking at his tips. It's not going to happen this week because um, we're, we're thinking along the same lines. So, um, yeah, so that's the picks. So we'll move into questions before we go into uh, the next round. What questions did we have from you, Paul? Well, I was uh, wondering if you're going to be uh, uh, with, with no Warriors this weekend. Are you going to um, have your sporting fix um, by watching uh, some um, some basketball? Are you going to head off, off to Tuatara versus the Sharks this week? Um, asks um, Robbie. No, I'm not going to that. I'm going to the Sharks and Bulls on Sunday. Um, so for those of you that don't know, the um, Southland Sharks basketball team my cousin plays for. Um, so he's. I, I spoke with the uh, the NBL um, about their roster and how they schedule things because they were always scheduling games in Auckland for him when the Warriors were playing, which um, made me look like a bad um, cousin by not going. So they decided, yeah, we'll put a game in Pukekohe when the buy's on for you. So um, it's very thankful. So, so you've got your, uh, you've, you've got the, uh, the the kind of complimentary VIP uh, box, um, free flow and uh, food ticket. It, it's a game in Pukekohe, Paul. Um, they play yeah. it where they have the swimming pools. Um, <laughs> so VIP and no, um, I was waiting for the complimentary ticket from my cousin and it wasn't coming. So I bought my own. Um, it's, it's very expensive. I think it's like twenty dollars or something to go. Um, but yeah, it's always good to support family. So um, yeah, I'm going to that one. I I don't support them enough to go all the way out west to watch the Tuataras though. So no. Um, yeah, the Tuataras who were a baseball team, or uh, yeah, baseball team yeah. who were uh, yeah. Yeah, folded as a baseball team and reemerged as a basketball team. So there we go. They can do it all. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball and baseball aren't that hard a sport, you know, so you can play them both. 
So, uh, so yeah, I mean, Rory says, yeah, Sean Johnson for Daily M. We kind of touched on it earlier. Um, I guess rather than saying, is he up for Daily M, who is your Daily M of the season so far, um, boys? And uh, it's so, uh, um, yeah, Brad, who's, your, who's, who's, who's been the best player of the season so far for you? Um, I think Sean's a good shot for Daily M. I think Payne Haas is probably still at the top right now. Um, it's... I think the problem with Sean, the only thing we're going to worry about with Sean in terms of Dally M is the fact that I feel like almost every week he's battling for those top points with chance. Um, but yeah, I suppose you could say the same with Payne Haas and Reese Walsh. But yeah, at the moment, I, I think Sean's a decent shot. Um, if if not, I'm going with Payne Haas because I want a prop to get it. Um. And uh, Richie, how, how, how do you think the Daily M is going at the moment? I think Payne Haas is, I think he's leading. And in, in, in my opinion as well, but in most people's opinions, he's he's just producing 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 every week. So um, I do think Sean's in with a shot. I, I actually, my opinion on that, Brad, is I, I feel like he's actually getting the points over Chance. Chance does a lot of the unappreciated sort of, mm. You know, all those yards, um, carries early in the set, a lot of run meters, whereas Sean's um, mopping up all those try assists and all the, you know, all the stuff to get us over the try line. So, yeah. But Payne Huss, I think, is leading it currently. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's behind closed doors now, so we're all just guessing. Yeah. But... Um... Uh, on the um, beyond, I mean, topic we've talked about a lot of times, I guess, is, is what should happen in New Zealand during state of origin. And but, uh, what do you think about a, an Auckland versus rest of New Zealand um, state of origin for uh, over here, or would you prefer um, the uh, the Kiwis play uh, against a uh, against another team, or, or would you go uh, um, New Zealand Pakeha versus New Zealand Maori? <laughs> uh, I I'd be a fan of. The Kiwis playing more tests and yeah. a try a try series or a, or a quad series against some of the Pacific nations. Yeah, and, I think, and maybe maybe Great Britain, England. Yeah, I, I'm to. more I'm more for Kiwis as well. I think the perfect one would be Kiwis Tonga, just due to the fact that so many of the Samoan team play for New South Wales, so they're not going to give up playing Origin to play for Samoa. So it'd be depleted team. Um, yeah. There are still quite a few Tongans that play for Queensland in that as well. But, um, yeah, something of that nature. Yeah, um, I, don't know, I don't know if you could get Great Britain down here for, yeah. for it. No, no, like, if thinking about it, if it's if the question is during state of origin time, then you're thinking three games. So, yeah, maybe a test series against Tonga or Samoa, three test series. Or oh, Papua New Guinea have any players in state of origin? Nah. Oh, no, 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 maybe not. I don't. I don't they, think they've got any. Yeah, I think for like in terms of competition, though, I think Samoa and Tonga, the way they've been going the past few years, I think they'd be a bit more competitive. Samoa goes international rugby league is a bit of a basket case right now. I would argue, yeah. it's a basket case always. But there we go. It always has been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, it is a basket case. But if we don't get games, it's not going to get better. Yep. Mm. 
being a basket case and just putting them in the corner and forgetting about it does not make the situation better. So I'd rather see them try at least. Um, but in all honesty, they don't care. Um, that is the, the biggest hurdle. The Australians, you know, they even bastardized their own competition that goes for half a year for three weeks, um, you know, or more than three weeks because it's the week before, yeah. potentially the week of and the week after all gets affected because of origin, um, which, you know, that's their prerogative because um, of all the money it makes, even though they're going to lose shitloads of money in game three when no one goes for a dead rubber. But it is what it is. Um, you got more questions? Um, just one last one to finish off. Um, there, um, it's for the pop, but I think we'll go for both of you. Who's your favorite rugby league thug of all thugs of all time, boys? <laughs> Brad's is Hopawati. No, no, Hopawati is, um, <laughs> He he took it he took it to a new level. I'll give him that, but not a level we can be proud of. Um, Mark Geyer. Mark Geyer. Um, I've got Kevin Campion and Gordis Tallis in my head. I don't see them as thugs. They're more enforcers. Uh, Tallis is probably a bit of a thug more than Campion. Mm. Campion just didn't take a back step and was always interested. In the current game, I'd say Jared Warrior, Hargraves, and Nelson. Um, I think they are both um, very thug-like. And um, Nelson has kind of perfected the art of thuggery because he does a lot of thuggish things and never gets in trouble for it, which is kind of – that's that's the, the where you want to be, Paul. You want to be the, the big thug guy and never get punished for it. Richard, um, you're – yeah, I, I was a big fan of Talis as a, uh, for that kind of thing. Just the over the top aggressive sort of sort of player. So yeah, he's one. Um, I don't really see him as a thug per se, but um, whenever a scuffle went on, uh, Monty beat him. Um, mm. He never took a backward step, and he, he belted his fair share of players. So. I still remember um, um, Rob's probably not here anymore, but there was a Warriors game where we got a try because of a big overlap and it got taken away because Monty punched somebody at the start of the play and they took the try <laughs> off us. I still remember yeah. it in the back of my head. Um, Rob will yeah, know Jack, the exact game you're talking about. Yeah, and um, Jacko mentioned Kevin Tamati as well. Um, yeah. Um, he's well that. before my time, but I've seen all the highlight reels, so... Yeah, he's questions for the live chat, boys. Yeah. Right. Um, so we'll go with my one. I think my one's a bit quicker. Um, Ali Leotawa, we've already talked about him a bit, Richie. Um, he had a decent debut. Would you keep him in the centers, um, or bring in one of the more experienced players back for this game against the Dragons? I I think given that he got his chance off the back of off an injury, I I think um, Rocco Berry, in his couple of games he played, was going quite well. I think he probably had one of his better games in a Warriors jersey against the Broncos in Napier. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind going back to that um, just to keep keep that going. But uh, I certainly wouldn't be against uh, Leotawa having another crack. I thought he was more than sound on debut and. Uh, if he got, if he continued to get 
to get picked, I, I'd have every confidence he'd do a good job. Yeah, um, I'd be happy to keep him there too. I, I saw more than enough to think that he is as good as those other players that you're throwing out there at the moment with the Berries. Willie Army, we, I thought, was going really well, but we haven't seen him for a long time. Um, yeah. And Malia's fallen fallen off the bus somewhere. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, Ali should keep it. Um, your question for me? Um, so we're a good chunk of the way through the season now. Uh, a team you predicted for big things this year, the Sharks, sitting fifth currently. Do you still see them as the team or a team to beat this year, or are they falling short of your expectations? They're falling completely off the cliff of my expectations. Um, yeah. I was expecting big things after what we saw from them last year. The same problems they had last year we're seeing this year, though, which is they don't beat teams above them on the ladder. Mm. Um, or in anywhere in the eight at the moment, to be honest. You know, they've lost to us, um, who are below them. They, yeah, until you can start beating teams in the top eight, you might make the eight, um, but you're not going to stay in playoffs long. Um, we kind of saw that with the Titans, remember, where the Titans were kind of really bad and they squeaked in and it was all over. Um, so, yeah, they have fallen short. I will be they may stay in the eight by the time finals come around, but if they are, it's going to be seventh or eighth. Um, mm. I wouldn't be surprised to see them completely miss, to be honest. Um, but they're fifth right now, better than your predictor ones at 12th, mate. No, no, you're okay. That's a good segue. I was just going to ask you. So in the battle of, you know, your predicted premiers versus mine, they were playing tomorrow. Who would you, who would you tip? I'd pick Sharks. Oh. Because Sharks are in the top eight. They can't beat top eight teams, but they can definitely beat those other ones, and that is where the Roosters are right now. That's a good point. So, um, yeah, I think they have a better chance of staying in the eight than the Roosters do of getting in the eight by finals time. Well... There's a lot of time to go and not a lot of points separating them, so be interesting. We'll yeah, we've been we've been very good with our predictions so far. So <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see. Which segues us right into round sixteen. So that's where we bring Paul slash Simon out to do our picks. Um, not a lot this week. Um, there's five games, which means we could be closer to a multi pool. Um, <laughs> We'll see. Um, so first game on Friday, we've got Cowboys-Panthers. Um, I've gone with the Panthers. Um, I know they got those outs um, due to origin, but the Cowboys' best players are also out for the same yep. reason. So um, yep. I've gone with Panthers. Yeah, me too. I think the Panthers will deal with the origin outs a bit better than what the Cowboys might Yep. No, I'm going. For, I'm going with the team. The team to beat. Funnily enough, will be uh, might 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 beat the team that's not to beat. You heard um, it here first. <laughs> here first. Yes. The the Panthers are dollar sixty seven. Um, a clear favourites uh, over the two dollars seventeen um, Cowboys. So uh, yeah, Panthers. Yeah. Next game, um, we've got a triple header on Saturday, starting with the Knights Roosters. Uh, I've gone with the Knights. Um, think they're going to be too strong. Yeah, I went Knights as well. I, the Roosters are uh, have been rubbish even with their Origin players. 
So I take Tedesco out of there and, yeah, I think Knights. Right, John has said Cowboys to win and um, he's been keeping me up to date with his picks every week and he's kicking my ass. So yeah, Cowboys are probably going to win. Um, my my, my for next season. Um, <laughs> the uh, Well, look, at the end of the day, you, you, you got a knight all in armour, you got a rooster packing away. He's not going to harm him, is he? So knights all day long. Um, and they're, they're also favourites, $1.56, even more, even more favourites than the Panthers, um, yeah. who were a team to beat. Um, so, mm. uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, next next game on Saturday is Eels-Seagulls. I've gone with the Eels. Um, they've got a lot of their um, talent still there. Manly's missing all their star power because of origin. So, um, yeah, I know Mitch Moses isn't there, but um, as long as you still got King Gutho, I think you're going to go all right. Yeah, eels. Yeah, for a game that is look sixth versus ninth in the table, um, both, uh, seventeen and sixteen points. It's uh, the um, I, obviously it's, yeah, I'm going eels as well, even though the the uh, the sea eagles will probably sweep in and, and grab them. But now eels for this one, um, strong favourites, a dollar fifty six. Uh, even though they are, um, I say next to each other in the table, so should, should, that one should be a cracker, or could be mm. a cracker. Yeah. Yeah, next game, Tigers Storm. I've gone with Storm. I know they've got a lot of talent gone, but no Luke Brooks, no Uppy for Tigers. I don't see them pulling off that miracle like they did against the Panthers against the Storm. Yeah, Storm. They should, I should have chosen Storm this week. <laughs> <laughs> I got it wrong. Uh, look, it's, it's got to be the Storm and the Storm. A dollar forty-one. I mean, that's the, they're the strongest favourites so far, uh, even though they're not a team to beat. Um, so look, yeah, look, the Tigers um, are, are going to be bottom of the table after this week because the the, uh, uh, the Dragons on a bye will get two points and that'll lift them above the Tigers. So yeah, this puts the Tigers down at the bottom of the table. Happy days, Brent. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Breaks my heart. Um, last game, Sharks Bulldogs. Um, I've gone with Sharks. Um, I think you know Nico is going to have something to prove. Um, so I think they'll get the job done here. Yeah, yes. I don't think Sharks Sharks aren't... Who are they missing for Origin? No, is it nobody now? I think nobody. It's nobody, isn't it? I think they'll they'll do a job on the doggies. Yeah, well, yeah, doggies swimming in a swimming pool are going to get eaten by the Sharks, aren't they? Let's be honest. Um, look, the strongest favourites of the weekend, um, the, the Sharks with $1.22 with the TAB. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, uh, of, of all the teams, uh, it's, it's interesting that the Sharks are stronger favourites than the Storm are. When you think they're up against the Tigers, who are bottom of the table, um, shows you how bad the doggies are going this year. The um, Tigers, the Tigers can surprise though. That's their problem. They they can come out of nowhere and do something, but I just don't see that happening. But yeah, um, so I think that's every game we agreed on. So it's going to be a five game multi. Yes. Yeah, it is a five-game multi. So, um, so thank you guys. That, that's really going to help. Um, uh, it's going to help out. We're going to get it. You're going to get it. <laughs> I've, I've already put. I already put my multi in. Um, throwing in um, the two rugby union games and the state of origin game on top of it. That's how confident I am um, with it. So, yeah, it'll end up being the Tigers ruining it for me. But that will keep the Tigers off the bottom of the ladder. So I'd be happy anyway. Um, yep, yeah, it would be the it would keep the Tigers off the bottom of the ladder. That's very true. Um, Which is all that I so, care yeah. about, really. 
so, <laughs> so there is the um, uh, there is the the, the multi um, two dollars on uh, for a potential return of thirteen dollars and ninety eight cents. Yeah, see, so so if we Not win bad. this one, we almost get you your money that you've lost um, back. So <laughs> well, six rounds. Uh, how many yeah. rounds? How many rounds of the season are we in so far? Well, we did, we only started this a little while ago, so yeah. <laughs> I think you've probably lost like at least I'll say twelve, twelve dollars, <laughs> and it's thirteen. So we we we'll get us in the green there. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They, um... Um, but yeah, so that's the NRL. So now we're going to Jacko's favorite part, the Super League. Um, before we sign off, so um, Catalans are still top of the table. Um, Richie with um, Warrington second, Lee yep. third, and Salford fourth. Wigan have um, plummeted all the way down to sixth mm. um, after a few losses. But the biggest news, um, and I know Paul will be excited about this, um, Wakefield, their losing streak's over. Um, they defeated Leeds somehow. Um, and they're still um, stuck in last place. Four points behind Castleford, um, but at least they finally got some runs on the board, Richie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they finally did it. So good for Wakefield. You didn't really it wouldn't have been nice if they went the whole season without a win. Um yeah, yeah so disappointing for Wigan, obviously losing in heavy fashion and against St. Helens, which makes it even worse. So yeah. Um, so, yeah, the results we had for round 15 in the Super League. Lee defeated Hull FC 28-16. Salford defeated Castleford 42-10. St. Helens defeated Wigan 34-16. Warrington defeated Uddersfield 30-26. Catalans defeated Hull KR 38-4. And then, as we said, Wakefield defeated Leeds 24-14. Um, Trinity defeated Leeds. It's Wakefield Trinity. Uh, we we don't call them by their full name until they get some more wins, Paul. Um, and as Simon had just mentioned earlier, there's no Super League this weekend because Challenge Cup is on. So we've got the quarterfinals, Richie. We've got um, Hull KR versus Salford, Hull FC versus St. Helens, Wigan versus Warrington, and York versus Lee. So who do you think is going to be in the semis? Yeah. You want tips? Okay. I will go. I'll, I'll tip Hull KR, St. Helens, Wigan, and Lee. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go a little bit different with I'll pick Salford over Hull KR. The rest, I think, yeah. the same. St. Helens, no. Wigan, and Lee. Yeah. Don't really know. Um, the the Hulls, I can never bloody tell. Um, one week they'll beat anyone, the next week they'll lose to anyone. So it's really hard to tell. Mm. Um but um, that's it for the Super League, really. Um, with the Warriors buy, I might actually try to get in a bit more Super League this week, um, depending on how Wigan go. Um, but anything else you want to add, Richie, before we go? Uh, thanks for the chat, everybody. It was a, a fun one. Some great insights, some great content. You guys are welcome for that. Yeah. Um, so ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in and joining us on the standoff with Brandon Ritchie for your weekly update on Rugby League tune into the show next week at 8pm um, on Facebook or YouTube or at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify all those places just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio uh, cheers for all your help in the background Paul 
And cheers for joining me again, Richie. And good night, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.